Welcome to Shruti Out Loud. Alright, so guys, welcome back to Shruti Out Loud podcast. And we have been talking about a lot of things since the podcast started. So last year we had two guests, two coaches who talked about self-love manifestation and uh, the response that we got during those episodes and even after those episodes was tremendous. And uh, when I started off with this season, the second season this year, I had this thing in mind that, you know, I have to bring somebody back, somebody who... All right, I think so. There was some error with the sound. I hope it's all right now, Sarah. Could you just confirm once? All right, so as we were saying that uh, since the podcast started, we have had an amazing list of guests. And last year we had these two coaches, uh, one from India and one from the States, who talked about self-love manifestation and taking care of your own self. And I was really excited to bring somebody on board uh, in season two as well. And I had a word with Sarah, who is our guest for today, who will be talking about self-love and manifestation. And let's bring her on board and let's take this conversation ahead. Oh, good. How are you? Perfect. I'm doing really well. How are you? Yeah, really good. Thank you. So first of all, Sarah, I would like to thank you for being a part of this episode uh, of Shruti Outload Podcast. And I'm really glad that you agreed and, you know, you are here and we are going to talk about some really beautiful things. And yeah. hopefully, you know, this is going to help a lot of people. You know, thank you for agreeing to be a part of Shruti Outload Podcast. And I'm so glad that this is happening and we are going to talk about such wonderful things. And I'm just very excited for this. Yeah, amazing. Me too. Thank you for inviting me. I'm super excited. And whoever's watching, like, I invite you to, you know, really be open to receiving and be open to really taking in what we're going to be sharing today. Because I know that, um, and I'll be sharing this right, but the hopefully what I'll be sharing today will be things that ultimately can change your life because I've been able to change mine, as I'm sure that you have as well. Um, so I just want to make sure that everybody's open to receiving that and the messages that we're going to share. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Sarah, let's start off with who is exactly Sarah? Like, who are you? <laughs> Great question. Even it's not simple. <laughs> well, uh, I love that. Where do we begin? Who am I? Um, yeah, where do I begin with that question? I guess... I am a woman that simply feels like, and I'm sure I can relate with a lot of women, right, that feels like we've been through a lot, um, and especially for probably quite a, you know, a young age as well, like I'm 29 now, um, and I feel like, yes, I've been through a lot, but come out the other side shining, and the beautiful thing is, is that I feel really empowered and really blessed that... Um, I've tapped into my spirituality. I've been able to tap into self-love. I've been able to tap into having a relationship and trust with the universe and, you know, all of that side of things. Um, and it doesn't matter what you believe in, but I believe in having faith in, in something that you feel aligned with. So I've been able to just fully embrace who I am, be authentic, you know, actually rather than putting on a show, for people pleasing or for the idea of being accepted by people that I wanted love from or acceptance from and instead just choosing to be truly myself has been the biggest, most amazing thing I could possibly want. And then aside from that, I'm a really normal down-to-earth girl, I feel, from the UK originally. I, I like having a lot of fun. I like having a lot of play. I like... Uh, the idea of spoiling myself and treating myself, having the luxurious lifestyle, right. being unapologetic about that, you know, and doing my bit as contribution for the world as well. 
And that's mm-hmm. what I really want to awaken within women that you don't have to choose, you know, you get to have whatever you want. And that's what I felt guilty about in the past. And now I'm like, no, <laughs> like not to get to have what we want, you know, like what is our life? It's our path. We get to decide, we get to choose. And ultimately I believe that when we get to the end of our life, we're not, we're going to look back and we're either going to be overjoyed with the fact that we chose our own, or we're going to be sad at the fact that we people please and live what other people thought was good or okay. Right. Absolutely. So on their terms and what they truly desire and then being able to love themselves along the journey and manifest everything that they desire with fun as well, you know? Absolutely. So here I would like to uh, talk about people pleasing a bit because I think Mm. that's one of the major issues that everybody's facing these days because everybody has got this mask. Like, you know, they are not living the life that they actually want to live. And yes. it's all about Instagram what, what, Oh, yes, absolutely. It's just the vanity, you know, <laughs> that is speaking out loud, literally. My love. Yeah, so I was just uh, talking about people pleasing that, you know, it's mm. just a normal tendency for everybody these, these days that yes. everybody is living the life that people want to see. They are not living the life that they want to live. Mm, yeah, 100%. And the thing is, is um, it's comparisonitis, right? So we see the Instagrams, we see the Facebook, we see the social media of people living the life of what they choose or just showing, you know, their best bits or even just trying to prove a point that they are happy when sometimes they're not. Pretending that I was happy when I wasn't. I'm guilty mm-hmm. of sharing all the highlight reels of really, you know, looking like this girl that was really brave and courageous traveling the world alone. But really, deep down, I felt so alone and I felt like a fake. And I felt like I was just trying to even even take pictures and post just to pretend to the world that I was happy because I thought that maybe if I pretended I was happy that that would be the answer to actually make me happy and through living years of that I really got to the point where I was like I don't know what it's going to take you know like I've tried getting in relationships to the point of them of making them love me you know but it was never enough because I didn't love myself I've tried you know making amazing friends all around the world which I was always you know part of the life and soul of the party and you know making people like me I thought that's what maybe it would take I thought maybe traveling and posting on social media and you know being significant being this independent girl that had no fear would make me happy you know by doing all of these things I was I was doing the best with what I had right so I forgive that version of me I love that version of me I didn't know any better, but it got to the point where I was like, okay, I've tried all these things. I've tried all these strategies. What is Mm -hmm. it going to take? Because I was deeply depressed. I never told anyone. I didn't feel like I could. I'm very self-sabotaging and really got to the point where I thought, what is the point in life? I do not see the point, you know? Yeah. And it was pretty, it was scary. It was terrifying, really. But that's why I share my message. So from the heart, because I understand where some people may be at, or even if they're not at that as much of a low level, you know, I understand the the journey to getting where I've got now from an internal perspective and external, you know. Right. Absolutely. So, uh, Sarah, here also, I would like to mention a point uh, wherein, you know, a lot of people, like, yes, nowadays there are people who are realizing that, you know, this is happening and I need to address this and I need to acknowledge this and, you know, come out on the other side. But then there are a lot of people who don't even know about it and they are just sort of running on a, you know, automated thing. 
and they are just doing it they don't even understand it so what do you think that how what can maybe help them out because somebody who is seeking obviously that person can find the knowledge but somebody who doesn't even know how does how would it work how would it work for them in as a i missed a little bit of it but with regards to how would you go about finding self love was that the question yes yes mm i love that question thank you so much so the first step i believe is awareness self awareness i actually have um under the self a few different steps right but the first step i really believe is self awareness it's like you've got to be aware of where you're struggling what your challenges are and also what you desire from life what do you want your life to look like what is it that you don't like about yourself what is it that you do like about yourself and what do you want your identity to be all right so really getting clarity crystal clear clarity about where you're at and where you're heading because i use the analogy that otherwise if you don't have that self awareness if you don't have that clarity it's like flying a plane with no destination right you will fly aimlessly and eventually you will crash and that is what so many people do and then they're pulling themselves out the gutter you know on a regular basis so the first step really is self awareness and knowing that there is choices we have created our reality up until now and taking responsibility for that is a big slap in the face but also really empowering you know because ultimately we love sometimes to play the victim and to blame circumstances to blame society to blame parents caregivers anything we can so that we don't have to take responsibility because it's so much easier to blame everything else and there's a flip side to this though as well with self love is understanding that you can forgive yourself for not being aware of that in general because we haven't necessarily been taught it but then again it's not placing blame on anybody else because if they knew better they would do better as well you know it's so easy for us to blame external external circumstances or people but if they knew better they would do better and circumstances right. if it's not in your control you know if it's outside of your control then it's not worth giving focus to anyway right because the only thing we can really control is how we feel and our reactions and our actions right so the first step i truly believe is self awareness taking self responsibility especially people that are listening to this right now right like there's a there's got to be a calling inside there's got to be something inside that is really sharing that there's got to be more you know there's more to themselves there's more to life otherwise they wouldn't be listening they would be listening to the news or they'd be listening to endless tv right which i'm not I'm not saying that that's a bad thing because I love switching off sometimes and watching movies, watching series, you know, um, right. be, being really regular, right? But if you're listening to this and you're watching this, then it's because there's something inside of you that knows there's more. And that's when I started listening to personal development because I got to my rock bottom, as we call it, and somebody very close to me introduced me to the amazing Tony Robbins which if you haven't heard of him definitely to check out like he's the number one um life and business coach in the world and listening to him made me you know change my views and almost question everything i knew up until then right, right. and really it was that slap in the face a little bit of um understanding that I'd created this I created this life it was my responsibility to change and the thing is especially I feel like especially with some of us especially women in particular sometimes we want someone to save us we want someone to save us that is you know, so we've got that inner yeah. child screaming for some support and to save us but ultimately the most freeing thing is to save yourself because otherwise even if somebody did save you you'd be in fear of them leaving right right absolutely you'd be in fear of them leaving so the best gift you can give to yourself is to save yourself to and is yes is it challenging is self love like a flick of a switch or 
a magic pill or a button. It's not, right? It's like I use the analogy of, and I actually created this today, right? But we use exercise for our body. Mm -hmm. We use personal development for our mind. And mm -hmm. we use self-love for our soul. And I feel like with exercise in your body, you wouldn't go to the gym for two months, three months and work out and say, I'm done for life, you know? Uh -huh. Like, uh -huh. I'm all good. I've got a six-pack forever. Right. That doesn't <laughs> <You know>? happen. <laughs> exactly. But somehow, I think sometimes getting, people get into personal development and growth or self-love or, you know, manifesting or anything and think, you know, I've, I've done it for a few weeks. I'm done. I'm healed. Everything's amazing, you know? Right. But they forget that it's like exercising. It's something that we want to incorporate into our everyday being. It's... it's we want to create it from a place of it's who we are. Not necessarily something we do, but it's who we are. And we right. embody that new right. version of ourselves and that new life. And I feel like that's super important. So I think we went around the mill a little bit there, but I hope that answered your question. <laughs> Self-awareness. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Uh -huh. Okay, uh, so Sarah also, so we have been talking about this. So um, what I want to know next is, what is it that you do exactly? Mm, How do you... Good question. Like, so that, you know, our audience, our listeners, everybody exactly knows how Sarah can help them, assist them, mentor them, coach them. Oh, the connection's got a little bit. Again, lovely. Let's hope come back. Okay, what was the question again? <laughs> so, uh, what I'm asking is that what is it that you exactly do? How can you coach people? Mm, yeah, great question. So, it's a multitude. I feel like I've got a tool belt from my years of experience. And my years of experience come from a lot of different elements. It's like baking a cake, right? I've got so many different ingredients and I've put them all together and bake. I've got my NLP certification, so neuro-linguistic programming, which is all about actually understanding your mind and your thought process and how you can really transform from the subconscious, which controls 95% of trained in timeline therapy which takes people back into their past where potentially there's blocks or there's things that they haven't let go of or they haven't forgiven and or causing disconnect or causing pain right so there's those elements that i incorporate in my coaching there's also a lot of intuition a lot of feeling guided by the universe, right? When I first learned coaching, I first learned when I was living in Australia and there was these step-by-step -step structures where there was step-by-step -step questions, like you would open the call the same, you would ask the same questions, you would close the call the same. And for me personally, it really was so structured and it wasn't what I was about. And instead, I decided to trust my own guidance and really get to know my clients really internally and really listen out patterns that they're playing out that are not right. serving them and patterns that are serving them and then another tool that I really really love using is the six core human needs so okay from my understanding, and I'm happy to be wrong, right, but from the six core human needs, it really does help us understand why we do what we do. And it really, if we are not resourcefully meeting our six core human needs, which we all have the same six core human needs, but we all play them out differently based okay. on our conditioning, our upbringing, our experiences. Right. And if you're not meeting them in a good way or resourcefully, that's where you'll experience anxiety, depression, unfulfillment, unhappiness, 
as opposed to if you learn how to meet them resourcefully and in a great way that's in alignment with you, you experience uh -huh. the fulfillment, the abundance, the joy, the excitement. And it also explains why people have addictions, why people cheat, why people stay in relationships that aren't necessarily fulfilling because they're actually meeting the core needs and careers that aren't fulfilling. Mm -hmm. There's lots of elements of it. It really makes sense of why we do what we do. So I incorporate a lot of that and I understand what my clients' core drivers are. So we tend to have two core drivers which are driving and navigating us in what we do and our everyday actions. So ultimately it can it can be why you will be sabotaging yourself and when i learned that i was like oh my god i'm drinking to the point of blackout i'm consistently going into relationships where i'm a love addict and i'm sabotaging them i'm consistently going from job to job to job and i'm consistently running away we call it traveling, right? But I was just running away from myself, but I would end up everywhere that I went. So I was like, the problem is still there. I, yeah. But it was the real, I, when I learned that, I understand up until that point why I did everything I did. And before I didn't understand it, I just thought that there was so much wrong with me. And when I learned this, I realized there wasn't anything wrong with me. There's nothing wrong with anybody it's just that we have six core human needs and we all meet them in different ways. And when we understand why we do what we do, we can change it if we choose to. And that, for me, the most freeing thing. So I offer that opportunity to my clients. Hey. All right. That sounds yeah, really thank good. Thank you for asking that. That was that so really cool. Clear, yeah, that really gives a clear direction that, you know, this is how it works and this is what you can expect. So, yeah, thank you for sharing that. Thank you, Beard. <laughs> All right. So moving on to our next question. So I, uh, I know that, you know, initially you did mention it, but let's dig a little deeper into your journey into spirituality, into manifestation, mm -hmm. self-love and all of that. So take us back for sure. <laughs> yes i want yeah i've come to say i want to switch on the manifesting side because it's one of the most fun amazing ah exciting <laughs> things it's so good um and yeah so actually really interesting i was speaking about this yesterday about how i got into the law of attraction into manifesting and that came before the spirituality because i was never spiritual i remember you know growing up sometimes we would go to church or you know and yeah, I was never, I never really believed in anything, you know, okay. um, and my only, the only spirit I believed in was alcohol, really. And that was what I was attached to, you know, yeah. um, <laughs> well, I learned that I learned about the law of attraction about, I think it was six years ago now. And okay. I first listened that was on, um, it's actually on Netflix now as well. So you can watch it on Netflix. And it talks about the law of attraction. And mm -hmm. I, at the time, was working in a job and I had to borrow $1,000 from a, a friend at the time, right? Because I'd really got myself into, you know, financial worry. And I went into this job and did my two weeks of training and then this boss told me about this, the secret. So I watched that and as soon as I watched it, I was like, wow, this is incredible. And so much so that I used to watch the work whilst, you know, listening to that in the morning. And it really did change my life because I created a vision board. And I was listening to it consistently, right? So within, it was three, three and a half months, I'd created 43 grand. And that was the most amount of money that I'd ever made, ever. And I was like, okay, okay really works. This manifesting, this law of attraction really works, right? Uh -huh. And then since then, I think after that, because I wasn't working, I dipped out of it. And I never even knew of the word manifesting. I knew of law of attraction, but not manifesting. Uh -huh. okay. So I dipped off because I went and spent all the money that I made. I went traveling, you know, like, and I went and had fun. 
but I realized, and this is why I teach self-love and manifesting. I realized that I still didn't, you know, I didn't love myself. I didn't know what self-love was either then, you know? So as much as I could attract things, I didn't have self-love. And then what played out was I'm, I'm, I forgot about manifesting for a long time, you know? And then eventually I got into coaching. So manifested a coach. I remember being really depressed to the point of, you know, being suicidal. I would have never committed suicide because of my family, but I really didn't want to be here. And the thing was that played out was somebody told me about this website called Meetup when I was living in Australia and it was for events. And as soon as I looked at it, there was actually an event that was running within I think it was literally less than an hour of me looking at the website and it was something to do with profiting from your passion. And at that point I had no idea what my passion was. And I was like, okay, I've got, you know, I'd like to create some profit and I'd like to find out what my passion is. This would be amazing. So I went to the event. Um, it was only around the corner and it turned out there was only three of us there and it was this coach. And I didn't know there was, you know, such a thing as coaching and I truly, she asked a lot of questions and I truly felt like I could share and I could be heard and I cried and I never used to cry in front of people. I didn't know how to show vulnerability or my emotions or even my true self. But for the first time, I felt like I could really release that. Mm -hmm. And so I started working with her. And then from there, I did actually ask her, I said, I would love to be able to do what you do. You've helped me so much. I would love to be able to do what you do. But she said, there is nobody that can do what I do. I've been doing this for X amount of years and there is nobody that can do what I do. So I was like, oh, in my head, obviously, consciously, I knew like, well, there's got to be a way, you know, if you've learned then I can learn. But yeah. she kind of just sh shut that off. So it wasn't, we, we kind of stopped working together after that. But then I found um a coaching industry which popped up on my facebook as an event actually and i went to that and they said yeah no you can't do it we'll train you and i was like oh my god dreams come true okay um <laughs> and then from then onwards i quickly realized through working with coaches myself that i lacked in self-love okay. i didn't love who i was i hated myself so I'd kind of lost touch with the manifesting, but I started going into the self-love and I started teaching that as I learned to love myself on the journey. Mm -hmm. But then I realized one without the other was still really shit. <laughs> right? Because you can love yourself, but if you're not able to manifest and call in your desires and, you know, you're living yeah. paycheck to paycheck or mm. you're what you want to achieve then what's the point in having the self-love but then on the other side of things what's the point in manifesting if you hate yourself so that's where along my coaching journey and what I've been teaching now for the last year when I started my business back up last year was that we need to go together it's not one without the other them both combined is the the recipe for fulfillment i believe and i'm happy to be wrong but i just know from my experience and from my client's experience that yeah. putting them together is is so beautiful for the heart and soul and you live in a place of gratitude and excitement so it's best of both right absolutely yeah. all right Sarah, mm -hmm. thanks for uh sharing that part of your journey and uh, so the whole idea is that you know um, the way you are sharing it you are just putting yourself out there like you're not trying to show that okay you know what I did so and so and then no you are just being okay this is how I reached where it's I am and it's beautiful yeah thank you I appreciate that but it was you know it wasn't always like that you know there were so many years where I felt like I had to people please you know where I just wanted love from a man. I just wanted to, you know, find a job that I could enjoy. I just wanted to be like everybody else and be liked and have good friendships and go to nice places. Once upon a time, that's all, you know, that's all I wanted, but I just had no idea of how to achieve that. The how was missing. Mm -hmm. So now I feel like, well, I teach the how. 
And I never planned on this journey. <laughs> but because I overcame so much, uh -huh. I couldn't not share it, you know. I couldn't not share it. So that's why I share and I share with complete transparency. I believe in being an open book because otherwise I used to lie to myself, you know, but it doesn't, you're the only one that struggles if you do that. You're the only one that feels the pain if you do that. Nobody else really gives a shit because everybody's doing what they're doing in their own journey and their own path. So if we could be truly authentic, I believe that that is an energetic exchange then for other people to be truly authentic. And the more mm. we all wake up to that, the right. more we are free. Absolutely. I totally agree with you on that. And also, I think uh, when you share a part of your life, you know, somewhere somebody can just relate to it. Mm. And they, yeah. they, they can and we feel connect. It. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that's the point where you don't know where you might just, you know, end up connecting with someone. So it's really uh -huh. Yeah. It's so great. And I used the analogy actually recently with my clients that imagine a, imagine one of your friends or, you know, somebody that you know comes, comes through to, you meet each other, right? And one of you's coming up to the conversation and going, yeah, I'm fine. I'm all good. Yeah. Everything's amazing. Everything's great. Right. And below the surface, it's not like they're in fear or they're in sadness or they're in grief or and they don't want to be a burden to the other person about yeah. sharing how they really feel and then the other person because that person said that they're so good and they're so vibrant da, 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 and the other person feels like they've got to do the same I'm so good everything's amazing da, da, da. and maybe the marriage is falling apart or maybe their relationship's crap or maybe they feel like a rubbish mum or maybe they feel like mm -hmm. you know their business is failing or they don't know what to do in their career you know so when you've got two people that are being fake, trying to convince each other that they're happy, and generally this is what I see as a collective, <laughs> right? But it's everybody's actually, got their wardrobes. Everybody's got their shit behind the scene. And the more vulnerable we can be about that, the better. <laughs> so true. So <laughs> that uh, really takes me to something that I have been recently feeling. So... You know how mm. everybody is in a habit of, okay, hey, hi, how are you? And the the reply that usually people say, oh, yeah, I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good. And you have to say no. So instead of actually saying how you feel, you just end up saying, oh, yeah, I'm good. Oh, yeah, I'm doing yes, well. I'm yeah, because what, you, what happens is that maybe even if you do want to share and maybe you want to say, oh, no, I'm not doing so well. Or maybe I'm just about okay. You don't want the other person to either think that you are in a vulnerable state or you don't want to burden them with your emotions so i think these mm. are the two very obvious reasons that people usually just you know say oh yeah i'm doing good yes definitely and i was sharing this thank you for opening up about that and sharing that because yeah. i feel like that resonates with so many people and i know it used to resonate with me massively now i see from a different perspective that you're actually taking away the opportunity for them to be truly transparent and authentic too mm -hmm. so we're actually doing people a disservice by lying and bullshit because yeah. as soon as they see you open up and be vulnerable and say Do you know what i'm not that great today yeah, yeah. they might True. feel like they can let down their guard right and the thing is, we think that we're being a burden, but how many times have you potentially supported a friend or supported a family member? Yeah. And you get that, like you get from that. So actually you're taking away the opportunity for them to potentially support you as well, which makes them feel good, you know? Absolutely, absolutely. So say, for example, I come to you and I say, actually, I'm not doing too great. And you allow me to share, you allow me the space to share. And I say, thank you so much for listening. Like, how much better does that feel? And then right. you know that next time we meet, if you're, you know, if you're both together, if you're both low, then you both get to connect, right? Yes. But if one of you is high and one of you is low, the next time she knows that she can probably come to you when she's low. Uh -huh. But if Absolutely. we're all pretending we're high all the time, everybody feels isolated and alone. Exactly. And that's what... I feel is happening quite a lot these days. So 
I have been trying to be very honest and when somebody asks me, okay, how are you doing? Yeah. So I, now I think and then I reply. Because earlier yes. it was like an automatic, oh yeah, I'm doing good. How are you? No. Now I think, okay, how am I feeling? I, I ask myself. Mm. And however I'm feeling, I just say that. Share. I love that. That's so beautiful. And I think the more that we can do that as a collective is going to really open up the world you know if even even if you do it with one person and you try it just once even if it's it's going to be uncomfortable sometimes like because it's a habit mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. especially because i feel like especially if you're an empath or if you're really really connected with being the people pleaser or really connected with wanting to see other people happy and not bring people mm -hmm. down then mm -hmm. sometimes there's guilt around sharing how you actually feel you know but ultimately if you reframe it and see that you're actually giving them an opportunity to help you and support you you're giving yourself the opportunity to be supported and self-love because you're being transparent Right. And energetically, energy does not lie. Energy uh -huh. does not lie. We yeah. can fake it till we make it, but energy does not lie. I tried for years. Maybe, maybe everybody did not know that I was unhappy because uh -huh. I was so good at playing the actress role in my. It was a full time job, you know. I was a full time actress. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe people didn't know, but energy does not lie. You know, I felt like I put all this energy into being this person that everybody wanted me to be even though I'd made that up anyway, you know, mm -hmm. we create that ourselves. And then behind the scenes, I was drained. I was so unhappy. So there is no yin without the yang. There is no high without the low. There is no dark without light. So being aware of that, and instead of, instead of riding the roller coaster up and down, up and down, up and down, like learn to ride the waves and go with the flow. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> Absolutely. So, okay, we have received a comment from someone. Wish I could continue watching, but at a training for work. This is fab so far. Thank you. The more we wake up, the more we are free. Thank yeah. you. Oh, <laughs> thank you, Catherine. She's one of my beautiful clients. She's amazing. Oh, <laughs> so, so happy that she could be a part of this, and I'm sure she will watch it or listen to it later yeah later uh-huh um, i think it's been phenomenal sharing with you so thank you for allowing me the space to share and be truly authentic and i value from really turning their life around with self-love with being transparent because ultimately we'll get to the end of our life i always say what would the 80 year old version of you say you know what would the 80-year-old, because she, for me personally, my 80-year-old self does not give a shit. She does not give a flying fuck about anything, really, what anybody else yeah. thinks. She just wants me to be happy and me to do yeah. what I want and how I want to do it. And quickly, before I know before we jump off, I would love to share as well that people-pleasing is actually selfish. People-pleasing, I believe, is actually selfish because... All, the only reason we're doing it is to be liked. Yes. Absolutely. Right? So it's not, it's not necessarily doing them a favor or you a favor. So give from a place of a full cup, from a place of love, mm -hmm. and from a place of I want to do this, you know, or I must do this, not, oh, I feel like I've got to. You haven't uh, got to uh, do anything, you know. <laughs> There's nothing that we have to do. Nobody's stood in the sky like saying, well, you've got to do this and you've got to do that. You know, we choose. And I think bringing it back to personal power instead of that victim mentality, again, can be super, super empowering um, moving forward with anything that you desire and want to create in your life. Knowing that you are the artist to your to your picture, you are the uh, you are the film director, you are the producer, you are the author of your own book. You know. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, okay, um, Sarah, could you tell us a bit, like briefly, about NLP and timeline therapy? Yeah, of course. So obviously, what I shared before, neuro linguistic programming is what NLP stands for. 
and timeline mm -hmm. therapy. So with both of those, they are the tools and strategies that I may use with my clients if I feel like they're necessary with regards okay. to reprogramming those 95% of the subconscious beliefs. And it's almost like using, I use the subconscious beliefs analogy of, you know, you can keep consciously, actually I'll use this analogy because I feel like this resonates with a lot of people. You know, when you say that you're going to start a diet and you're going to start a diet on Monday, you're going to lose weight. And then you might do it for a day or two. You might even do it for a few weeks or you might give up after a few hours. But why right. is that? Like, why do you give up? Or why do you end up like back at square one and be like, oh, you know, I didn't do it. Yeah. And why is that? Because everybody knows consciously quite easily how to lose weight. And it is to exercise more, eat healthier, eat less, mm -hmm. you know. It's quite simple. It's not like, it's, it doesn't take a, you know, a brain surgeon, right? <laughs> yeah, why don't most people do it and the reason is because they're using their five percent of their conscious mind they're using the five percent of their brain consciously whereas uh -huh. the reason why we do most things that we do is because of our 95 percent, which comes mostly from give us from our teachers that were negative or disempowering then we hear those replaying subconsciously in our 95%. So you might hear that, you know, I'm not good enough or I'm ugly or I'm fat or I'm not worthy or nothing I ever do is good enough or any of these limiting beliefs, right? They're in your subconscious mind and we will never, we will never make our subconscious mind a liar. So we will consistently show up in the identity of who we believe we are. And most of the time, we're just replaying what we learn, unless there was enough pain attached to it. And if there was enough pain attached to it, we would have been like, there's no way in hell I will be like that person. Yeah. But if there's unconscious pleasure of actually, well, we get something from it, we get significance, or we get connection, and we're going to keep playing that pattern. You know, if, you know, like sometimes people consistently get ill and you ask the unconscious mind why they're doing that and it's because they actually get connection people feel sorry for them you know there's so many things that play out in our subconscious mind and i use the analogy that if people don't retrain their subconscious mind they're using the five percent and the five percent is like having the vehicle so you are yeah. the vehicle and it's like pushing a car up the hill it will uh -huh. move like you will yeah. be able to change and it's like uh -huh. people use affirmations right so you can stand at a mirror all day and say, I'm a pilot, I'm a pilot, I'm a pilot, I'm a pilot. But that doesn't necessarily make you a pilot, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. so I love affirmations, you know, you've got, to, you've got to be able to take the action as well. So the 95% is reprogramming the subconscious mind. And it's the having the car, but this time you fill it up with fuel and you get to drive and you get to go there way faster. Now, both ways work. Both ways are going to move the car. But which which is going to win? Which is going to be faster, the five percent or the ninety-five percent? And it just makes more sense to reprogram the ninety-five percent rather than keep taking action from a place of using the five percent. You know, I believe in well, it's an imagine. Yeah. Does that land? Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh, right. So that's so more yes, that's... the NLP side, yeah. And then timeline therapy is more about the healing, you know, energetically. Mm -hmm. I'm going back into anything that caused pain that you haven't maybe released and you're still carrying energetically. I think um, from what I have been seeing or observing, this timeline therapy is something that needs to be talked about. Because mm. at, least, at least, you know, I can talk about uh, people in India that you know everybody has got something or you know we all carry some baggages either family friends childhood experiences school memories there are like so many things that are there but yeah I'm very honest with you that in India no it's not talked about and I think mm -hmm. this is what is the need of the art. This is what needs to be addressed right now that, you know, you need to go back. You need to heal yeah. yourself. It's not just about, okay, you know what? I'm not thinking about it right now. And yeah, I have moved on because that's what yeah. they, they would not go back and heal that child. 
that the, the child who actually was there who felt bad who suffered or who felt alone or lonely so that's yeah. why i really wanted to discuss this part with you because yes i think it's it is one of the things that needs to be really addressed yes i love that it's super important because otherwise it's and to use maybe an analogy that might help people understand how important this is is because imagine you do have this the deep embedded belief of i'm not good enough mm-hmm. everything that you take action in you're going to feel like you're not good enough mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it doesn't matter necessarily and it will potentially you didn't come out of the womb believing that you weren't good enough you've learned that along your timeline and again we don't pass blame because i imagine that the most part where you've got it from it's been passed down to them as well and that it's been passed down to them as well like it's a generational thing right. um so really coming into okay well i'm aware one self-awareness i'm aware that I, that this is something that's playing out and it's my job to change it now how do i do that right and that's why most people come to me with okay i'm aware but mm-hmm. how and i'm like okay i've got these tools i haven't got a magic pill but i've got these tools these strategies this is what's worked for me this is what's worked for my client implement uh-huh. and watch your life change right so really come if if you're, you're going to keep coming from a place you're going to keep taking action even though you believe that you're not good enough the uh-huh. results what are the results going to look like you know whereas if you have incredible self confidence and self love there's going to be a difference in your results absolutely you know imagine to use it in really simple terms imagine there's two runners and you've got one runner that thinks that he's not good enough and he always fails and you've got another runner that thinks i'm amazing i'm so good i'm so confident who yeah. runs the fastest you know uh-huh. absolutely mindset is huge yeah 100% is huge about everything that we do and yeah. ultimately there's so many people that are aware of this but aren't necessarily tapping into it so that's what i want i really want people to be able to open up to and really feel and see that it is possible but we have to choose ourselves we have to choose ourselves we have to we have to really believe that we are worthy of investing time money energy in transforming our lives from the inside out right absolutely <laughs> i'm so glad that we talked about this <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right so moving on to our next uh question so i want to ask you first of all uh, the power of manifestation yes we have addressed that quite a number of times in this conversation but also uh, could you maybe tell some simple ways which people could use to sort of you know initiate the process to sort of you know yeah. get into the groove of it okay to to feel mm. it i love that that's such a cool question okay cool yeah so first of all i think it's important for me to point out as well maybe some of the things that i've manifested so obviously i have manifested what i shared with regards to the career and the work and things like that but i've also i've manifested creating this business and being and creating my dream life living in bali like i'm living in a five bedroom villa at the moment which is absolutely stunning and i've seen your pictures I, and i love it <laughs> <laughs> thank you lovely but the thing is i saw it before i lived in it so i'd visualized it i'd seen it and i walked in and it was the first time in years that i said i'm home and i was like wow wow it was so powerful but then i've also i've manifested people with specific first names and second names i've manifested careers i've manifested clients with specific names i've manifested dates i've man- like i've manifested free chocolate or free orange juice you know the small things and the big things right and so i want to share that anything's possible and the thing is with manifestation i think again being really really clear about what you want because you can say okay i want a new job mm-hmm. and the universe goes yes okay so it will show you loads of jobs but where's the specifics you know you could get a job tomorrow is you know something that you're not happy in right you could ask the universe for more money and you know a 10 pence shows up on the street and goes your wish is granted right like 
there you go. You weren't specific. Um, I want a relationship. Okay, well, here's a relationship, but you know, it's not what you want. But also being aware of well, what are your beliefs around it? Because if you don't believe that it's possible as well, then you're going to sabotage yourself because we're always moving away from pain and towards pleasure. So we want to be aware that you might be saying consciously that you want these things, but if your neurology attaches any kind of pain towards it, then you're not necessarily going to get it. So the thing is that we're always moving away from pain towards pleasure, unless pain is familiar, and then that changes the game as well. <laughs> All right, because there's a lot of people that grow up around pain and that actually feels more safe because they're, they are familiar with it. So we have to change what's familiar to them. Um, okay. So with manifestation, bringing it back to really moving forward with what you truly desire is getting into the energy of as if you've already received it. Imagine it's already here. You're already living it. And notice the emotions and the feelings that you get from it. Because the only reason we ever want something is for, is to receive a feeling, right? Like we want a relationship for love. We want abundance for freedom or security. We want, um, I don't know, to live on our own terms, to have more time. But again, that's to feel like we're maybe successful or whatever it is that you're wanting is for a feeling. And the, the reality is, is really knowing that you can tap into that feeling right here, right now. You don't need to have something outside of you to give you that. You can actually control your own emotions. And that's emotional mastery, right? Emotional intelligence, emotional mastery. And when we can get into the vibration and the energy as if it's already happened, uh-huh. then eventually we will become an energetic match. And to release attachment as well. Sometimes I manifest things like that. I can think them and they're there, you know, or literally they can show up and I'm like mind blown at how quick that happened, you know, because, and sometimes I do question, sometimes I question like, is manifesting even real or am I just really fucking psychic, you know, and I'm I'm so open to that now and the spirituality. I'm not suppressing my emotions. I'm not, I'm drinking drinking to a point of blackout so i'm like you know pushing everything down Uh i'm not emotionally eating and pushing everything down yeah so because i'm open to it it's like am i actually manifesting or am i really psychic Hmm. you know and i actually don't know i'm happy not knowing but what i say is what i'm doing is working so i'm just going to keep cracking with that (laughs) absolutely (laughs) you know (laughs) all right that really answers the uh, question and I think that will help people out to understand what is because I think a lot of people are still you know wondering about these things that they have heard the words but they don't know how to relate with them or how mm-hmm. they can apply these things into their lives so yes thank you mm, you're so welcome thank you for asking it's amazing questions and I'm so you're so easy to speak to and be around as well. Like your energy, your energy is so vibrant and so loving and so nurturing and such a bright light from within. Like I can really feel it. And it's so beautiful to, to be here with you. Thank you. So uh, coming to this, uh, so basically the idea of this podcast, that's what I thought that, you know, I want to invite mm. people and I just want to talk. Yeah, and that's I about love it. Like, you know, it doesn't have to be like a straight, strict flow or something, or very strict. Like, you know, okay, it's so over here. It's more about just you know, let's just go with the flow. Yeah, I love it, and it's so what I'm about as well. So obviously, we're an energetic match, right? Which is beautiful. Absolutely. And yeah, there was no prepping for me before doing this, even though I know that you very kindly share with me what you you know going to ask and things like that. But ultimately. I believe in sharing from the heart, you know, so I feel like this is people again, energy does not lie. So people can feel that we are just sharing from the heart and hopefully it can help, even if it can help one person or, you know, eventually millions. Amazing. Like either way, we trust the universe and see whatever plays out. (laughs) Absolutely. Just do your part and, you know, yeah, just let it fly. (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, that's another part actually that we can help with really trusting the intuition is, and it's from a course of miracles, but it's asking, 
um, almost asking to be guided, you know, asking from the universe for guidance of, you know, what would you have me do? What would you have me say? Where would you have me be? You know, those sort of questions, like almost surrendering and saying, well, what would you, what would you have me do? You know, yeah. and it can be really, really empowering because you, you know, put in full faith into even the universal intuition or faith, whatever anybody wants to call it. It can be super empowering and really slowing down and hearing what your answers are and knowing that there is no right or wrong. There is no good or bad. It's whatever we perceive it to be. Absolutely. So also here, I would like to, you know, discuss one of the things that I just realized <laughs> while talking to you that there are, so earlier I was the kind of person who would, you know, try and plan everything. That yes. I always had to know, always that, okay, this is how it's going to be, da, 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 like, you know, points. Okay, this is exactly cool. how it's going to be. <laughs> so, but after that, I sort of, you know, I let myself be that, okay, we'll see. And I realized the difference that now I think it's more about manifesting. Now mm. I, now I mostly think about, okay, you know what, this is how I see, this is where it's, going to be this is how it will be and then i just imagine that i love that, that. and i leave that so i don't go on planning things now. but so i, I was already confused about this but now while talking to you i just got my answer so thank you yeah i love that uh thank you for sharing and is it cool if i share an insight that i got from from listening to you sharing that is it cool Amazing. So you know how I shared before about the six core human needs, right? So what I'm hearing, and again, I'll have to be wrong, but what I'm hearing is that at first you you needed certainty. Certainty is one of the six core human needs, right? So you needed certainty. So you got certainty from the planning. But then eventually maybe potentially you learn that you could actually trust and you knew that it would all be okay with the manifesting. And so... The trust gave you the certainty instead of the planning. Yeah, absolutely. That's exactly right. what. Yeah. Uh -huh. So it's just all we're ever doing is playing out our six core human needs. That's what we're doing. So it's like, oh, okay. So this is where people might, you know, need need a level of certainty. We all need a level of certainty, right? But we also need a level of uncertainty. Otherwise, if we knew every minute of every day what was going to play out, what people were going to say, what was going to happen eventually we'd get bored, right? But if we had too much, if we didn't have enough certainty, we had too much uncertainty, our brains would combust because we, you know, freak out from fear. Yes. Um, so the beautiful thing is if you have a balance of both or if you meet yourself where you're at with what you, what you need, and it's like, oh, you know, like just to share as well that I feel like will be powerful for people is that if you ever feel really, really uncertain, the quickest, easiest way to meet certainty with zero intelligence is through anger and frustration. So if you find yourself getting angry or frustrated, it's usually because you're craving certainty because things are too uncertain, right? right. So you can forgive Absolutely. yourself in that moment and be like, oh my God, okay, I'm aware I'm just, there's too much uncertainty. I've got to create some certainty in my life. Then the other side of thing is one of the easiest ways to create uncertainty in your life, which mm -hmm. takes zero intelligence, is through drama. So mm -hmm. again, you can forgive yourself or forgive others if they're creating drama that's unnecessary because you don't have enough variety or adventure or uncertainty in their life. So, so it's like, oh, okay, I understand, right? Like, okay, I've created this or they've created that. You know, you can, and when you start to learn this stuff, you really understand human behavior and it's absolutely magical, you know? You're like, I can really forgive myself and forgive anyone and everyone for whatever they do, whatever they say. That may, And yes, it's going to trigger me. Like, I will 100% put my hands up and say, I still get triggered by people. I will still get pissed off sometimes. I will still get upset sometimes. Ultimately, I always come back to my heart space, you know, in a much shorter period of time and forgive and release and let go because I understand why people do the things that they do. Right. Yes, you know? absolutely. Like you have to come from that place. You have to. Yeah. And that's when you reach a point where you are able to be that, you know, it's okay. It's all right. Yeah. yeah. That you don't take right. it to your heart yeah. that much. Yeah. 
Uh-huh. Yeah. And come back to that eight-year-old version of you. And you're like, she doesn't care. Crack yeah. on. <laughs> that, I, I love that part. You know, I am going to do that. I'm going to do that quite yes. a lot. <laughs> because also, she's powerful, right? She's powerful. She's like, feel, feel the fear and do it anyway. I highly recommend that book by Susan Jeffers. Feel the fear and do it anyway. Incredible yeah. book. It's the first personal development book I ever read. And I think I've read it nearly like four times now as well. So you that eight-year-old version of you lets you tap into your superpowers, your confidence, you know, your self-love and to not people please and not just go with the motion and you know do what you don't want to do. And she's like, right, what do we want to end up looking back on? Do I want to end up looking back with regret, wishing that I did all these things or wishing I didn't do all these things? Or are we just going to choose to change your life then, you know? And she's super intelligent, way more intelligent than I will ever be until I reach that level. So, all right, Sarah, this has been such a wonderful session. And I am only going to take the last few minutes. And the last question that is there is that I want to talk about your life in Bali. Mm, love that. Love, Let's you know, love. take it there and oh uh, yeah, <laughs> just be yeah. that big for us. Hundred <laughs> percent. I'm so so blessed to be in Bali. I will share, like again, transparently. It's not all rainbows and unicorns, right? Because I'm still yeah. run my business. I'm still. I have to create my own schedule, and it might seem, oh, you know, well, oh, poor you, you know. And it's not like that. But it's being aware that obviously, sometimes again, I don't want to be perceived as oh my life's perfect and it's you know it's perceived it's not like I'm away from my family and I haven't seen them in over a year and a half and it's challenging sometimes right but on the flip side the lifestyle is very much what I'm about like it can be it can be as normal or as luxurious or as adventurous whatever you want it to be right so some days it is sunsets and coconuts and you know just love and amazing energy and beautiful people and sometimes it's like anywhere else because you become familiar with your environment and it can be challenging and it can be frustrating it's like you become adaptable to your environment right so sometimes i will take it for granted i'll own that and then other days I wake up and I'm like, oh, my God, I am so blessed to be here. Thank you so much. And thankfully, I have more days like that than not. <laughs> you know? <laughs> right. Absolutely. Wow. I am just, you know, that's, 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 that's how it is. You know, it's a balance of things. Yeah. It's not always rosy and it's not always thorn. So, yeah. Exactly. It's a beautiful balance. We would be we would be robots if we expected anything else, right? If we always thought that we were always going to be happy, and this is what social media sometimes I believe social media is my fa- one of my favorite things in the world because it connects. With, this is how we get to do what we're doing now. Like it gets me to connect with my family, whereas I wouldn't be able to. It's one of the most amazing tools that we've got. But what it is is a tool. We've got to be aware that it's not everything, right? So it's being aware that. I might look like I've got the perfect life, but I really want to be transparent and say, it's not always amazing, but to expect anything else is robotic, you know, like to expect that you would be happy all the time, that you'd have the perfect relationships, that you've got the perfect body, that you felt amazing all the time. It's robotic. You're, you're human and it's embracing that. And you know what? I always say feeling is healing. When you allow yourself to feel the waves, the low times as well, you move through them so much faster than if you suppress and deny it, you know? And that in itself is self-love. Like, it's like loving yourself like a child. I love the, I love telling my clients, like, love yourself the way that you would love your daughter. Absolutely. All mm-hmm. right. <laughs> Thank you so much, Sarah, for this conversation, so for welcome. taking out an hour for this conversation. And I loved every bit of it. And I'm sure the audience who have joined us or maybe they'll watch later or they might listen to the podcast whenever because, you know, it's going to just be there. It's going to stay. So I'm sure a lot of people are going to send a lot of love your way. I love it. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. It's been phenomenal. And I'm 
Yeah, I'm so honoured to be here with you today. I believe in divine timing. I believe in divine connection. And I feel like what we've created today will hopefully, you know, help people. And, you know, if they share it, it might help somebody else that, that you never know who you're going to help by sharing these messages. You never know who's going to listen and who's going to need to hear something in that message. So the more we can share, the more we care, right? It's beautiful. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, Sarah. <laughs> thank you so much. Amazing. Thank you so much. You're amazing. Have a beautiful day. Thank you. Bye. 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 Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Ghana, Amazon Music. Have I missed anything? Spotify, Google, Apple, Ghana, Amazon. Uh, I think, yeah, that's about it. So anyway, I will see you again in a few days with a new guest, with a new way of life, with new stories and with a new motivation. So have a good week and we'll see you soon. <laughs>